Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Will there be baseball? Not with Derek Jeter involved. He's out. Let's talk about it. We're going to go high or low? It's going to high all day. I think it's going to drop. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Hang with us as we wait out to see what the audio is going to do. My name's Jimmy. Jake's here. BBD behind the dish and Trevor Plouffe in California on the eve of the deadline. That one side says is real and the other side says is fake. And we will find out if there won't be baseball or if there won't be baseball. Exciting times. Trev, how are you? We're still waiting. Quiet. You call my name. Are we really quiet? No, you're good. Yeah. How are you, Trev? What's up, guys? Everybody. I feel like I've been gone for quite a, a bit. I missed the last episode. You guys had who pass in and who else on? Happer. Our beat reporter. Happer. Ian Happ. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beat reporter, a good golfer. And we decided, guys, to clear up the wine situation between him and I. It's hard to send a ball of wine, just so you know. Uh, we're going to do it uh, in Arizona together. Ooh, we're going to wow. share it. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm good. I had a nice little jaunt to Cabo mm. um, where, you know, it was good times. Quick, in and out. That's how you got to do a, a situation like that. But I'm back now, ready to talk about Jeets. I have some real strong thoughts on this. Wow. And then obviously, we're the number one labor pod uh, that's ever existed. So, uh Ronald, Story Alley, how you doing, buddy? Trevor, James, BBD, everyone live in the chat. Even the audio monster that BBD crushed today. Uh, I'm doing well. I went to the Cabo of the States, Coral Gables, Florida. Uh, my, uh, my sweet Jessica, after her first Northeast winter last year, has been living in fear of the Northeast winter. Uh, so we got her down to a pool for the weekend. That was nice. Uh... Guy in front of me on the plane was a fan. Not a big deal. Um, you know how it goes. And then, uh, yeah, you know, Trev. He reclined your seat? He reclined his seat on you? Uh, he did not. He would have been right in front of me. I was sitting in the wrong seat. Uh, I did the classic, uh, is F the end or the window? Uh, so then I got moved. Uh, I was really high. <laughs> and uh, that was a good time. Uh, no, everyone was friendly. And then the neighbor. Because we talked during that exchange, those people in my lane, uh, they tried to talk to me a couple times in the flight, and I was still really high, and I can't hear a thing. So a t- couple tough exchange, to be yeah, completely honest. Yeah, can you honest. hear anything on planes? Nothing, especially I put the headphones in. So I'm like gone. I'm on another planet on airplanes, especially when I take my medicine as well. Uh, flying's a blast. I get scared. Um, I'm doing well, Trev. <laughs> I'm doing well. And, dude, I had a couple thoughts today where I was missing you. Uh, a, I forgot you missed Wednesday's episode, so that makes that makes sense a little more. Uh, but we did have our beat reporters call in. And then, dude, I had another another sad shall we thought where I was like. Shall we thought. You're, where I was like, we, I should be seeing you basically every day at this point of the year. We should be doing TPPs. Mm-hmm. We should, like, I should be getting my 10 milligrams of Trev you know, at least every other day, and we don't have that, and I uh, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but um, here we are, the boys are here on the precipice of what's going to be a new dawn of baseball, is that what you said this morning, Jim, or did you say shall we? It's a new day, um, yeah, there's going to be no baseball, I don't know why everyone's acting like there might be baseball. Mm. Trev, should there be any optimism? Uh, for what a deal today? No, for starting the season on time. Like there's some people that are still, that's still a possibility for them. I don't think so. I got to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to start on time. That doesn't mean we're not going to get a full season. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to be like talked about. The owners can't just say, Hey, we're only going to play 150 games this year or a hundred games. This year. They can't just say that. <laughs> like that's, that's something that has to be jointly agreed upon. Now, can they cancel opening day game? Sure. Like it's a lockout. So without an agreement, the days uh, of the season can go away, but the games are still there and they'll have to be negotiated in. So we'll see how that goes. 
it, it seems like this has been their plan all along. We've talked about this, bro. But, you know, put the, what is the expression? I always forget expressions. Put the feet to the coals or something like that. Burn yourself, I think. Something, something like that. But they're trying to force this artificial deadline. And, you know, yeah, some if you start missing days and you know you're going to start missing games, obviously there's players whose salaries are going to be um, prorated. And that sucks. And that's what they're banking on those guys being like, hey, like, what about me? Here's my window. And I don't think that's going to happen. It seems like the players are are dug in right now because in their mind, they haven't had a good faith negotiation, not even like once this entire time. Yeah, I don't know how deep we want to get into it. <clears throat> but like, they offered less than inflation. Which is crazy, crazy, Trev. Dude, you know what? Like, like goes flies sorry. under the radar is they're actively negotiating and using the term service time manipulation. Like, they're saying, yeah, like obviously we're manipulating this and we're causing us to have more control over you. Like, we're doing a wrong thing, and they're trying. The players' association is like, can we just like have you guys not manipulate us? And the owners have said basically no, like we are going to continue to do that. And and like that stuff like that is it's a tough pill to swallow. And I think we've seen all around now, like, and I was not expecting this at all. But the beat riders have come out in full force. We're talking Kenny R, Jeffy Pass, um, and a host of other dudes coming out strong against the owner side, calling out, you know, the bullshit. It's hard not to at this point. It's a weird because everyone you talk to, they say that legitimately the only pressure that the owners feel is from the media, which I, you, you wonder how deep that goes. I, I You know, we've talked about the, the duality of missing games, how the owners feel like that's how they can apply pressure to the players. That's how the players feel they can apply pressure to the owners. Um, and, man, I, I don't know, after seeing... I mean, Ken Rosenthal, hey, <laughs> my guy. Uh, you let the tiger out of the cage, Rob, and that's what you get. You're going to get scars all over you from Kenny ripping you up. Awesome article from Ken Rosenthal. And then Jeff Passan, our guy, uh, laid it out there this morning. That, free and unlocked. Yeah, free and unlocked. Passan mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pass went off this morning? I got a lot of content like that. Uh yeah, Jim, he, uh, I, I can read you a verbatim if you want. Uh, Jeff Passan with his article that is free and unlocked at ESPN. Ad, mm. MLB did this. The owner's arrogance, the mistreatment of players, as the league threatens to turn its lockout into a canceled opening day, the story of something so very avoidable grew into Rob Manfred's disastrous outcome. I like that they're fucking going after Manfred. Obviously, like, he works for the owners. But you know that Manfred wants, uh, doesn't want to be remembered as a terrible commissioner. Like, that's tough. At some point, like, it's like the media is, like, bullying him into, into, uh, like, defying his bosses. You know? it's like He's essentially the messenger. Like. Yeah. But he's the awful messenger. He's, yeah, it's a bad messenger. He's but he's, that's what he is. I mean, which is weird that the steward of our game is a messenger of the owners. And it's funny that they're going in yeah, on that him because, like, yeah, he's every time he gets on a mic, he's just so bad. Every commissioner that's commissioned baseball <laughs> is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know. That's I don't know. Awesome, dude. Yeah, that's where Bob's heading. I'd put him in biggest asterisk you could find, just oh. bigger <laughs> than his bigger than his bus, just a big old asterisk right there, and don't then under say, it just says "not really." Just kidding. Don't say bigger than his bust this early, <laughs> this close to the Miami trip. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I we talked about it. I asked Passon what he thought about it. Trevor May talked about it on the Rose Rotation. Mm. The owners. Find out the end of that sentence after this short Ooh. break. 
Whoa. DraftKings, place a bet. I'm gonna read, hmm. I'm gonna read this one verbatim. Okay. When Covington and Masvidal step into oh, the octagon this Saturday yes. at UFC 272, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for new customers. Bet just one dollar in the main event and get one hundred dollars in free bets, no matter what. Holy smokes! It's a whole new read. They got they got words and different. It's a big UFC fight. They got this words in different it is places. A big fight. I'm going to bet it. I'm it's a big it. disclaimer. I, I personally had to make it a little smaller, so that would account for the words being in different okay. spots. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Throw down just $1 on the UFC 272 main event and get $100 in free bets no matter the outcome. That's code JOHNBOY this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. We got a big-ass disclaimer here. I've never read this before. <clears throat> Get the timer ready. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming, 1-800-NEXT-STEP-AZ, 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, New Hampshire, 888-789-7777. Visit HTTP colon backslash backslash ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-BETS-OFF. IA, is that Indiana? 187. The guy, seven, Iowa. 1877 770 STOP 7867-8. Hope, Hope NY. Text Hope NY 467-369-NY. Visit, oh, is this real? It's real. I have to read this? Visit New Hampshire, Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, only. (laughs) Only. (laughs) Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. That can't be real. I I can't have to read all that. 122.53. Oh, that's a, at a certain point, you put the stopwatch down. You must include the below disclaimer in the show notes section. That's tough. That's a, uh, it's an important thing to give. I don't think I have to read that. Holy. I think I say restrictions applies show notes for details. And then we put those in the show. notes. Is that in the, like the bio, the description, maybe it's about to be, I don't know, man. I don't know if we have to read all that. That felt like if we have to read all that every time, because you got out of the box. Good. And like it was going, you thought you might have to beat out a double, it's and then true. the right yeah. fielder tripped. Yeah, and then you saw it, and you start going for third, and then that hammy started acting. Yeah, <laughs> and then oh, you rounded the feet, third. the feet got a little too fast. By the, the end, I was crawling. There. You yeah. were Rosa Raina. Yeah, I was, third base to home. You I was got crawling Randy on at us. the end. What the hell? All right. That was hot. What was your sentence you were finishing again? Who cares at this point? <laughs> this is a good this is a good point from if you have to read this, uh who did this? Corbin in the chat. You should record it regular voice, have someone speed it up, and speed then just up. press a button on the soundboard. Boom. Speed it up. It just changes. Yeah, I don't think I have to read all that. We'll double check. I don't, check. So. Double check. I don't think I have to do that. Um I have no idea what I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> does anyone remember the you sentence? You said something about the owners. Tough to say. Tough to say. What else are you thinking about? Yeah, what are you? Ta- I think we're talking labor here, James. Yeah, something about all of that. Birth. Oh, we asked Trevor May, and Trevor May said on the Rose Rotation, the owners have a number. They have like 100, 100 games. They don't care. They'll they'll play 100 games, break even on the playoffs, and then whatever deal they sign that includes expanded playoffs because the, the the players are like, we're not doing expanded playoffs if we don't start on time. And the owner's like, okay, but that's just this year. We'll sign a CBA that has the next four years. We get our expanded playoffs and then crunch time. Okay, four years of full seasons plus expanded playoffs will make, end 100 games with regular playoffs this year, but then the four with expanded, we're still making more money by missing 60 games this year. I mean, that's the equation, I think, in the owner's head. I, I, they're stalling. You don't offer 
a salary luxury tax threshold that increases less than natural inflation. You don't offer that if you want to start playing baseball games. I mean, it's like as clear as day that they're just bullshit offer, bullshit offer, bullshit offer, knowing that won't happen, knowing won't happen. I mean, also, this is the deadline and blah, 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 blah. Bullshit offer, bullshit offer, knowing it won't happen. And then, uh, I mean, what's the day? I think if it's 100 games or 120 games, we will do it. Like, just like in 2020, it was 60 games the entire time, and everyone knew it, and the MLB just stalled and made bullshit offer, and stalled and made bullshit offer. And then when it came time for like, okay, we're at the 60 game marks, they were like, all right, we got it. So, uh, you're ex- you're exactly right. I mean, they got a taste for it in 2020. They yeah. played 60 games, got expanded playoffs, and they were like, this tastes good to us. Like, let's, how could we do this again? Oh, we have the CBA agreement that we have to uh, come to. Okay, we can just lock the players out and do this whole thing again. And that's, it really seems like that's just been the plan. And that's really disheartening. Like, if this was just like negotiations gone wrong and both sides were going back and forth and like, dang, we just can't find a middle ground. Like, that's bad, but at least like we're trying. This has been uh, the plan to not try. And I don't know. I mean, if it's a hundred games, I'll be so mad. Mm. I'll be so mad. But again, remember this has that has to be agreed upon uh, by the players. But if they do stall enough, there won't be enough time to play these games. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's essentially what they're working for. That's an important part, Trev. That uh, again, and I, I think you're going to see a lot of beat reporting, re, beat reporters tweeting this in the next couple of days, and they kind of already have. Is that you know when. When MLB says that they will cancel opening day probably at the end of today, although there's there's a couple weird optimistic twists I, I can throw in after this, no, uh, probably later in the episode. But uh, you're right, Trev. Like, both sides need to agree on the amount of games played. So when we talk about canceling games, that's where things get tricky. And you're right. I mean, there's obviously a time equation uh, to that. But that's where I've been cracking up. Um, Rob Manfred... He's a master negotiator. This is why he got hired for the gig. Rob Manfred. Um, don't call him a master negotiator. Stop. I don't. I don't want that. He, does, he doesn't get that title. Trev, you might want to let me finish the statement. He's a negotiator. Uh, you know, he worked in labor and employment law before Major League Baseball. This is in the mid '80s. Uh, he first gets involved in Major League Baseball, 87. He's a big part of the strike, 94-95, and he's been involved with MLB since. He gets the commissioner gig, gig over Tom Werner in 2014. A little history coming at you fast. I'd like to have Tom Warner in there right now, wouldn't you? Anyways, we've seen Rob Manfred's master negotiation style. It's to not negotiate. Uh, I mean, it feels like something out of, like, a, a a horrible movie or something. Rob Manfred, we saw this during the COVID times. MLB provided three offers, then when you put them down on paper, same tree offers. Rob Manfred, they said that they had urgency to get this done and how atrocious it would be for baseball if there was no deal. This was before they went on their 42-day hiatus of talking. We saw this week, this week, they started meeting at 1 p.m., and the meetings wrapped up around 4. (laughs) Joe's McFly was giggling his ass off, and I was right there with him because he goes, hey, if you really wanted to get something done, you wouldn't meet at, like, 9 (laughs) a.m., maybe 10 You know, you could still get your coffee and meet on time. And then this weekend, they started meeting earlier, and they started meeting for longer. Their negotiation tactic is to not negotiate, which has gotten us to this magnificent point where, guess what? If the ball drops today, which I think if we all had money on it, it easily would, that the tweet's going to come out tonight, that there will be no opening day, and however that comes out, I mean, that's why we got here, by not negotiating. That was the expert negotiating tactic that we've gotten from his 40 years of experience as a master negotiator. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it's a disaster. This is why you see Ken Rosenthal passing, everyone laying it on. 
And where where do you think happens next? Like Jim said, I think I think that number does exist in the owner's head. Who knows if it's a hundred? It could be sixty. That's the model we just saw in the COVID season. As long as they get their expanded playoffs, so uh, you know we've had a little bit of momentum, and I I think that is true. The sides have been sitting down and talking for a week, which is good. And they keep checking off some little boxes. And the tweet that I cracked up at last night, talks were good today, nothing got done. Use that at your employer today. Would be fantastic. But when the ball really drops, we still haven't seen this get ugly. Because if today they say opening day is canceled, they're not meeting tomorrow. There won't be another scheduled meeting. And all will go quiet on the Western front. So I think that's... A pretty good summation of where I'm at. The the not negotiating strategy, I don't think it's working. That's just me. That is all I want them to do is act like they're in a litigation type movie where they sit in a room and you order Chinese food, but you don't put on a plate. You only eat it out of the box with chopsticks. You stand around all night, and then you got uh, Cher from Clueless bringing you some papers and then noticing something was wrong, like. I think an alien just came through your sound like mic. I think I think I think you were just onto something and yeah. you got like infiltrated. Yeah. I think oh, someone was just like, dude, I think you were just being silenced. You stressed. got a little too close to the situation. Or you put your phone on the receiver box or something. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds good now. But. Sounds good now. But yeah, you got wow. like Lilo and Stitched there. I, w- I went from like Lincoln lawyer to clueless in one tangent. Pretty good. So Trev, you've got them, you've got them eating out of Chinese food out of the box, no plates on the second floor below the rooftop gym. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're in Florida now, so Mm. golf course lobby or no, it's one of those hotel where everything's on the third floor. Those are cool pool the meeting they're, rooms. so yeah to, to be clear they're not doing that we want them to be eating chinese food out of the carton with chopsticks and and talking all night about the situation but they're not they're golfing and hap said it's actually a pretty decent spread so hey i had this thought oh since, since we're in Have movies about this i i don't i haven't no so you know troy the movie yeah. troy yeah is that like, no one else Let's, yeah, like, let's just settle this. Like, our two best warriors, your best versus my best. Like, who would that be? It's already happening. It's Tony Clark and Rob Manfred. But, like, Rob Manfred's championing somebody else. He's not going out there. And Tony Clark, I think, maybe would raise his hand and say, I I'm, I volunteer as tribute. And then the MLB's got to find a guy. And I don't know who they would pick. Chris sure, Young, maybe. Scherzer versus uh, Monfort. It'd be interesting to see. Is this an actual fisticuffs? No, it's a duel I think of wits. It, okay. Ooh. That changes that my all. answers. <laughs> yeah, that does change my answers too. Uh, I have it as like a, a Donnybrook, like mm. anything goes. So I have so you have to get into MLB's head for this. So you have to think, okay, so it's gotta be something kind of dated. Um, and just something totally misled in someone they think is just an American icon that represents the MLB. They would pick Kurt Angle, uh, the old WWE mm. wrestler that also won a gold medal uh, and you know probably hasn't fought anyone in 20 years. They think that would be a good fighter. Um, and MLB, or the players would select like one of the fielders, Prince or Cecil. Um mm. And be a good fight. We we have a Rod come. He's oh. the biggest players. Uh, Don't rod me, guy. Rod. There is. Speaking of Yankees, oh, mm. we want to wrap up this conversation about the they're announcing it soon that they haven't come to an agreement. What? Um, the final thoughts. I I guess my only spin was the. Uh, this deadline today is completely made up. Um, like it's someone somewhat ties into spring training time. Like we're five weeks out, four and a half weeks out from the start. Of what would be the start of the regular season? Um, this deadline is a ploy. Yes, and that's where I could 
I could see the optimistic spin would be at at 8 p.m. today. We see a tweet that's like, they've extended the deadline 48 hours. Um, because, again, the deadline is fake. It's so fake. Absolutely, MLB yeah. is going to come out and say they extended the deadline because all they're trying to do is win the public right now with these moves. So is like, that working? No, because that's why Rosenthal and Passan and all the journalists are coming so hard the other way because that's all they're trying to do is win the public. So when they they only created this deadline so it looks like the players are missing it. Right. And now they're going to extend it so that third-party fans who aren't, like, informed just go, the owners are doing everything they can. They're extending it. That's the only, it's all public moves. Like, you know... Be like if we're trying to hire someone and be like, hey, you have to tomorrow to send over the offer. And by the way, here's the offer. It's $2 an hour, 70 hours a week. And then they're like, wait, hold up. Oh, too late. Yeah. You missed the deadline. You're not hired. Trev, you had a question. Your hand was up. Back up. Now, I'm going to say my level of optimism is pretty low. Like I'm in the... 20% range right now as oh. far as this artificial deadline happening um, and and probably of a full season happening because I think MLB will just stall. My optimism, that's where I'm at. And most of the people that I've talked to, that's kind of the gist that I've gotten. But there's a but. Mm. I talked to someone yesterday who's pretty close to, uh, I would say, would be the owner side. Mm. He was more optimistic. He said sixty percent optimistic. Sixty hmm. percent so, of what again? Full season being played. Gotcha. So there's that. You know, maybe this public outcry, maybe the all the bad press, maybe the Braves earning report coming out and showing insane amounts of profit. Um. Maybe this is all gonna say, make them say, you know what, we do got it pretty good. Let's keep let's keep having it pretty good. We'll move a little bit, but it doesn't seem to be that's the way they are um, attacking this. No, I but I don't. I mean, yeah, the idea of the season starting on time isn't even in my head. I'm hoping they only miss April. At this point. Just seems, I mean, if you like read any of like anything. I know. No, it might be a good bonding thing for these guys. What's that? Shaving their pubes together? Yep. Mm. Say, hey, before we start the meeting today, we've all got these Manscaped 4.0 trimmers. Mm. Let's all tighten it up. Let's tighten up this negotiation. Yeah, Let's tighten up I our bet downstairs. You they need that. There's a lot of guys in that room that have yeah. not touched their downstairs in a long time. And if they did, it might be one of those, like, you look down and you see it and you're like, okay, a little extra to play with. Mm. Maybe we should I bring that to the negotiating table. And I think Manfred's one of those guys that not only would use the lawnmower 4.0. Okay. I, you know, I'm sure he needs to clean up down there. We all do. Mm-hmm. But I think he also needs the nose hair trimmer, nose and mm. ear trimmer. Like he's For at sure that age does. where it's coming that, out of actually. everywhere. For sure he does. Manscaped's got yeah. great. So one. go ahead, Rob. Like we clean yourself up. I just bought a, dude, the next I just, time you get on the mic. I just bought another pack of boxers from Manscaped. Actually, I bought three packs. Happy birthday. Thanks. Jake got me a pair. Can and I have I, one? You always give them away. No, I stopped giving them away. Because I needed new boxers, so now I'm just hmm. I re I revamped my whole. Uh, I did a lot of shopping over the weekend. What what? I bought like just a bunch of hoodies, right? No, oh. uh, hoodies are fine. I I was sick of deciding on, uh, you know, what boxers and and pants and shirts to wear. So I bought three of the same pair of jeans. That matched the one pair I have right now. I bought a ton of Manscaped boxers and I bought uh, like a seven pack of t-shirts because 
thinking about what to wear is the worst part of my day. I hate it. So if I can streamline that, so I finally did it. And Manscaped was a big part of it because the boxers are incredibly comfortable. They're BBD's favorite boxer. Wearing them right now. Yeah, same. Two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. They also got that to clean your scalp, body wash, plus a free gift. A three-pack set of the lip balm that's made up with ingredients such Mm. as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. I do really like the lip balm. Get get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. Jeter steps down. Mm. How about that? Jeter, no longer with the Marlins. Um, we only have his like statement. Marlins have a statement. It seems, um, seems very much like this is just me inferring or conjecture or whatever the hell you want to talk about. Jeter signed up for the five year tanking rebuilding plan. They got rid of Stanton. They got rid of Yelich. They got rid of all their studs. And there's a five year plan. And they're about to start it, and maybe Jeter's like, let's go spend money now. And uh, is it his, the guy who went in on it with him, I can't think of his name, Bruce or Sherman? Sherman? I forget. Uh, is saying, nah, we're still going to play at the fringes because this is actually working out pretty well for us. We made the playoffs in 2020. We're competitive, and the East looks good. Was it? Bruce Sherman. Oh, that's what I thought. I should have just rolled mm-hmm. with it. Bruce Sherman. And Jeter is now saying, Jeter, one of the competitor, competitor guys, like, you know, how Michael Jordan would make up fake enemies just to be competitive. Jeter has a lot of that in him. It's like, uh, I'm out. I thought we were going to spend money and win now. That's at least what it seems on the outside. I mean, with any of the information out there, yeah, that's pretty much the only um, conclusion you can draw. I think maybe there's, more to it um i think that's a really tough not obviously you know it's a tough job but i think it's like a lot also like every single day filling up your days and maybe jeets is saying if we're not going to go for it now like i have built you something really nice here we have some really affordable controlled young pitching and now we can go and supplement our roster because that's what you told me we were going to do if you're not going to do that, I'm not going to stick around any longer because this is a, a taxing job. And we all know Jeets does not have to be doing this. Like he could literally do, he is like one of the people in the world that can do whatever he wants. Like if think about that. Jeter could go to space if he wants. <laughs> Jeter could run for president if he wants. Like there are things this guy can do that normal people can't do. He could do nothing also because he's earned so much money in his career. So if, he signed up to run a franchise and they gave him a plan. And then he sees they're at the precipice of winning. And all they have to do is go get talented pieces through free agency or through trades. And the ownership is saying, Hey, we're just not going to spend money right now. Like we're going to continue to build our future. Jesus probably likes, like I'm over it. Like, why would I stay here? He's a winner. You set your clock to Derek Jeter wanting to win. Every single clip that's out there on Jeets is about him having the desire to win and win at all costs, essentially. So to me, this isn't surprising. Like maybe it's out of nowhere because we didn't hear about it. But if you really read the situation now and, you know, there's some quotes about wanting to Bruce Sherman saying we want to continue building for the future. It just makes sense that Jeets is like, I'm out, man. It's funny. I'm going, we, from our Twitter, we posted some of the players that tweeted stuff. Um, (laughs) Jason Castro, uh, Trev's Jason Castro, uh, tweeted Mm -hmm. out the respect, the captain, and then hashtag competitive integrity. Um, that old hashtag, uh, that gets Mm. a lot of clicks. Um, yeah, man. I mean, our guy, Miggy Rojas is out there saying like, you know, he also used the word integrity. Yeah. Well, Mickey Rojas, kind of everything integrity is implied. He is integrity, Like, if you yes. come without integrity to Mickey Rojas, Ow. you just turn into dust. Like, don't Ow. do it. Can I, can the cynic in me say something? Do all these players, Absolutely. what do they have in common? Are they all the same agent? I just think, kind of like what you were saying. I mean, Jeter's in a different world of baseball. We 
Chris Rose on baseball today when I filled in for Trevor when he was sucking down on farts in Acapulco or whatever. We talked about, you know, if they did, NBA did their their 75-year anniversary team and they brought out MJ at the end and it was like, whoa, like MJ's still MJ. Who is that for baseball? The two names that came up were Griffey and Jeter. Um, so maybe there's a cynical connect the dot there. Um, I don't know. Like Lindor, it's, Rojas, Garver, and Castro seems like it, a, it just... It's coinciding with this whole yes. labor negotiation. Yes. We're trying to curb tanking. And and this is an example of a team rebuilding, which is already a tank effort, getting to the point and then not going for it, not spending money. This is at the root of, you know, one of the core problems in the CBA that we've that we had. And we're trying to make sure this doesn't happen all the time. And Jeets is like, he saw it happen in real time. He's out. He's a former player. It just, it all is one thing. I think it's a really, it's a, it's a black eye for the owner side right there. We it really is. We you had, a, you had a, a guy on your side that is probably the most famous baseball player still. And now he's not. We joked about it the other day. We said like, where's Jeets and all this? Got to be kind of weird, right? And now we find out. And yeah, that's. I guess that's what I'm interested to see the next steps oh are. God. Like, Jeter, uh, as Jim knows, we normally... Jeter stays out of the spotlight since baseball ended. He he doesn't show up to Yankee reunion events and stuff like that. He's been running the Marlins kind of, like you said, like a real executive, like day in, day out, like grinding. Um, I wonder if he, like, shows up for the players and if it is, like... Uh, uh, dude, bring him to the table, please. <laughs> yeah, dude. If he shows up today, <laughs> they're in Florida. That's where he lives. Jeets, please, I'm pleading with you. Show up today. Like that would be that would set the internet on fire. And then we can hold those feet to the fire. That's the saying. How about that? I remembered it. Twenty minutes later. That's where you were trying to hold their feet to the fire. Yeah, mm. Jeets is the flame. Not, not put your feet in the coals. Let's burn yourself. Yeah, man. I thought it was that. Jeet's like level of respect throughout the game was already high. It's woof. Come back to the Yankees. I wonder if I mean Posada's not gonna stick around the Marlins now, right? No. Freight. Let's get Posada with the Yankees. Yeah. Text Cashman right now. Go get Posada. Light some fires. How are you feeling if you're the boys in Miami? Uh, like they're still in good hands. Kim's there doing her thing, but like it's setting a tone that you're not going to be completely competitive. That's a horrible feeling. Yeah, you're... you get to this point, you're like, hey, we can make a splash. Why can't we go out and get? Uh, a Castellanos or a Correa or whatever, you know? Why can't we do that? When you don't need Correa because our boy Miggy Rojas is there, but... When your CEO leaves the company because they say we're not going to compete, yeah, I mean, I think a team feels that. <laughs> I think that resonates. I think that resonates through a franchise, and it, and it does suck. Uh, you know, people have heard me say it a lot. Like, I've wanted the Castellanos-Miami thing, if you... The way I like sports. The way How about this? That I like How about sports. this? Who's an author? Who wants to publish it? The way I like sports by Jake Storielli. Nick Castellanos is a Miami Marlins fan. A fan base that has been a laughing stock of baseball, which in itself is fucking ridiculous because the Miami community, they love baseball. <laughs> they love baseball. Look at what Miami Heat games have turned into. Like, there's celebrity row and all that stuff. Does the Miami community love baseball? That's yes. The, the Cuban population? The Cuban Miami nuts? community does, yes. I mean, Taylor's yeah. sports to your city. You have Miami. Miami's known for, like, rich, ugly dudes. Like, get them to the games. Like, what... <laughs> Are we doing? And if you have tan, though. a good product, 
Like, why Nick Castellanos isn't the biggest win for the Miami Marlins franchise? A guy who's... We heard him on the Chris Rose rotation. Dude's an awesome leader. By the way, he's an awesome hitter. What's this franchise been missing for four, five, 20 years now? Hitting! It's a joke. So, uh, yeah, jeets, babe. I mean, look, they've been through hell. Like, I mean, I don't want to say hell. They've been through a lot as a Miami fan. You have Loria just, you know, messing with you, you know, makes you pay for the stadium, then sells for a massive profit. Then you go into this tanking thing. You trade your star, Giancarlo, your guy. See you later. You had Christian Yelich, Giancarlo Stanton, Marcelo Zuna, like gone. And then you get a guy, you get Jeets, and then he hires Kim, and things are going good. You build your farm system up. You sign these pitchers to affordable deals. These guys are studs. You can make a splash. And then basically your owner says, nah, we're good. And then your superstar president or whatever Jeets' title was, ups and leaves because he's a winner and doesn't want to be involved in your franchise. It's bizarre. Jeter talked about wanting to own a team while he was still playing. Like, they're like, what do you want to do in your post after you're done playing? He's like, I'd love to own a team. So to like bow out of that must have really come to odds. Wonder what he does next. He's got three kids. I will say now. that he's got a lot of kids. Um, they can still win. So like Miami fans, if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, this sucks. Like you guys still have like the recipe to win games. Like, yeah, you need to add pieces, but Maybe it still happens. They traded for they, they traded for Joey Wendell. Spikes in the shower, one of Jim's favorites. Jacob Stallings, Gold Glover at catcher. They signed Avisail Garcia. Jazz Chisholm on the way up. It's uh that division's tough. Um and yeah, they just need to supplement it just a little more to give themselves like a real fighting chance. And it I I guess it seems like they won't do that in I think a little bit full circle, Trev, you mentioned about the Miami community with this baseball team, um, how they made them pay for the stadium, and and now they're not willing to pay to put a winning product on the field. And all these comments we hear about, like, you know, the Miami fan base or maybe even the lazy comments that baseball is losing popularity. If you're a general Miami sports fan and you haven't put a winner on the field – and you had Jeffrey Lurie, who was looked at as one of the worst owners in sports history, and you had to pay for a stadium, and now you're getting nothing in return? Why would you be a casual fan of that team? But that's why these baseball owners don't make any money owning a team. Not profitable. Well, they're for sale all the time. <laughs> it's wild. What if, here's, here's a hypothetical that might put you in a little pretzel here. What if they do go spend a bunch of money now and the Jeets is gone? <laughs> Great. Like, then what? Then that's like uh, good for baseball. Well, then he might have left for other reasons. Maybe he, he was a fan of tanking. But doesn't it make sense that like they are in a position to go make some splashes? And have they made some moves? Sure. But like there's a like, nice crop out there. And I don't, I, I don't think there's any way G's leaves if there was any inclination they were going to spend money. So we changed in our Castellanos pick. Didn't we unanimously have him going to the Marlins? Only because we like sports. Mm. And we I thought do. they had a five-year plan. It was only a four-and-a-half-year plan, it turns out. They executed their plan, bro. Dude, Jeet's got to be pissed. Mm. They got to the playoffs. Should have him on. What was their slogan in 2020? Bottom feeders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. The shirts. They won the wild card series. It's cool. And then. Interesting. And then they stopped. It is interesting. If you like the Yankees, especially all time <laughs> Yankees greats, you should head mm-hmm. to topstimeless.com because March 1st, tomorrow on OpenSea, they are auctioning off a Mickey Mantle. NFT. This is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. 
Uh, it's the original 1952 release that was digitally scanned and pulled from Topps Digital Archive, specifically to be used in this one-of-one one NFT auctioned off tomorrow at Open on OpenSea. The winner of the auction will also have a rare opportunity to have a 30-minute interview with Mickey Mantle's sons, Danny and David Mantle. The unique NFT is the first featured collectible in the Topps Timeless series. So head to ToppsTimeless.com to find out more information and check it out. Topps Timeless, Topps Timeless. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to talk about, Trev? You're into the college baseball, you're saying? You actually like it now? I, I do not. I don't know if I'm coming through. I just got an internet connection is unstable message. How am I? You're good. You did get a little blurry on us with Teddy. I'll, co- I'll come back. I'll come back. Teddy watching his stories over there. Mm. Um, yeah, I just got kind of sad for the Marlins who, if if their young guys pan out, which is asking a little bit, um, they would be like one of the best rotations in the American League. You remember when we looked at rotations last year and we're like, wait, the AL is kind of thin. So that's just some casual funny business there. I... Uh, Jim, I told you I'm a CCSU Blue Devils fan. I think they're a runaway favorite in the Northeast Conference this year. Um, and I am officially a Long Beach State dirtbag. Mm. So I know Trev's Trev's a cardinal. He always has been for life, but... Do you want me to be honest with everyone or oh, kind of just play into what everyone wants to hear me say? No, you've, you've been honest from the start. You're a baseball honesty. snob. I don't like it. I'm not, I just, I see college baseball. I get it. There's like some emotion there, but to me, it's God, people are going to hate. They're going to hate me. It's honest to, to me. It's just mm. false bravado everywhere. I don't know, man. It's just there. If when you're young, you got a lot of energy and it's just like coming out in the baseball form. And I, I, I get why some people find that entertaining. Um, but <laughs> I just know that all these guys will go into pro ball and just get lit, <laughs> like get lit up or just get smacked down and all that stuff will go crashing down. I've just seen it so many times and I'm not saying like you can't have emotion in baseball, but I, I sound like such a old POS. I'm just being honest. People. I don't really like Fair. college baseball. Uh, I'd like them to not have metal bats. Yes. I can't get into home runs with metal bats at all. Like when you hear the sounds and then I'm like, well, there's been some good play. Like I'll say that. Like I've seen some, I've seen more highlights now. It's fun. I don't, I don't, they are too, there is like too much going on of like, like the bravado stuff, but I don't, I mean, whatever. I, I, I hate that I'm saying that, but like when you watch it, it is a little jarring. You're like, whoa, guys, like you're closer to little league than pro in your like exuberance, but they're kids, but I hate the metal bats. It, it makes they're me kids. not appreciate like home runs when you hear the sound and like, just see it. I'm like, well, just, I don't know why they have to, why, whatever. Um, the camera angles suck. And that's what I'd like to petition. Mm. You can't, Maybe that's see, what it is. Maybe the production see, value isn't you there. You can't see break on, on balls that well because the camera angles are like low and weird for a, a lot of the games, which I really like watching pitching and like seeing what the ball's doing. And there's a lot of pitchers where I'm like, what is that pitch? Where in MLB, you kind of can figure it out. But I was, I was watching a game. I was trying to make a breakdown of it. I did make, it was like Bryant versus ECU. And... um couldn't tell what a single pitch was like it was one curveball i could tell and the rest i was like what is that like what the fastball is that chain like i it just it was a camera it was, it was a production I'd, I'd rather watch college softball than college baseball and that's 100 percent. like i'm not trying to be funny about that at all like that's hand, i 100 would hand up also doing the same thing yeah and i think because i'm very familiar with the game of baseball so like it does seem gimmicky to me. I think that's the best way to describe college baseball for me. It's just gimmicky. And there's some really good players, some players that are going to be, have a much better career than me. I understand there's real talent in college baseball. Cause guess what? That's where baseball players come from. Mm. Amateur ball. All of us come from that, but 
the way the game is played, the this the stuff on the wrists, and it's just it's coaches have way too much control, and it's it's too gimmicky. But college softball, I just maybe I don't know enough about softball. It's still very entertaining to me. Like the speed of the, the plays happen in softball so fast, it like grabs me every time. Yeah, college softball, you go in and you're just like anything can happen right now. Anything. Did you see the triple play? It's hard to get one out in college softball if you have a fast runners. I don't know how the hell the team turned a triple play. It was pretty smooth. Yeah. Please don't hate me, guys, because I said I don't like college baseball. I love college baseball, college softball. I just don't watch. Um, and, yeah, I Trev, I guess the only thing I truly fight you on is I, I wish there was more technology and more coaches in the game. <laughs> I think that's what the sport needs. The uh, the um, the waistbands with all the plays on them, like their quarterbacks. No, they wear them on their waist like a fanny pack that have like all their positioning. So they just flip it up and look at it. It's uh, it pains me to see those. Like I, we've gone too far. I turn. I think Georgia Tech wears them. Some teams do. I turn if I if I'm flipping through the ESPN Plus and there's a lot of college baseball games and I've been flipping through. I am I like the same way if I'm watching hockey or baseball and there's the Bally score bug. I out. I'm like nope, not watching that game. I'm a broadcast snob. Trev's uh, mm-hmm. uh just a baseball snob. I'm a broadcast snob. Not watching a Bally's game. And then also I'm not watching if like every player has the quarterback playbook on their belly. It just irks me. So I'm a, I'm a, so here's a grumpy section of the show. Yeah, I know. Dang it, bro. To go watch. Of course, of course, Jake's, you know, on the sidelines, letting us get crushed. Everyone's like, Jimmy and and Trevor suck. Jake and BBD are the best. Sorry. The chat's mostly agreeing with us. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I'm just the CCSU blue devil guy. Yeah, you are. And Long Beach State, apparently. They recruited me. So I, you know, I appreciate that just like you with Stanford. Uh, Jared Weaver. The Dirtbags recruited me. So, uh, and they have a guy that plays the organ a lot during the games. We're a pro organ in baseball show. I bet you Long Beach State doesn't use any technology. Just the organ, depending how you label that. That's not, that's Oregon's classic baseball. It kind of is classic baseball. So, I, I mean, look, if you're developing guys like Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach State, I would watch, I think. Because I think it's more like the guys I know that came out of those schools really liked them. It's huge. Like real ball players. If the season gets like announced tonight that there's no – um no baseball in April, like they're pushing it means we just going to do another, we're just going to do another blitz ball tournament. And how many people now are rooting for no baseball? Mm. They'd rather, I got to be honest with you. This is probably a conversation for off the air, but I've had a lot of people approach us about this blitz ball thing that's going on. Yeah, it's doing well. People are enjoying it tonight. Mm. Me and Jake, yes. team baggage plays game two, the first winner's bracket game. The first, game uh where teams are playing their second game so tune in tune in this like people are going to be shocked at this this next round and all the things that happen mm. going the, the rule change happens tonight i don't know if you've been wa- looking at the chat at all trev but everyone hates the speed limit but then then once more hitting. after the once more hitting but they can't figure out that one leads to the other and um we they understand after the fourth game of zero zero, they're at the same level that we were after the fourth game in the warehouse. Which I'm like, they're like, dude, guys, need some offense, and we're like, yo, we were saying the same thing. Yeah, and then and then and then the rules get changed, and from here on out, I mean, it's not like there's there's still pitchers duels because pitching it's still hard to hit, but it, 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 it's not every game goes to extra innings and a swing out. So I'm excited for people to watch because. All the players, everyone involved, kept saying, if we can just get the fans to keep watching past the first four games, we think they're going to love it. And uh, they love the first four games. Yeah. So we're in a good yeah. spot. 
Unfortunately, you guys planned the release dates on the exact times that I have a youth baseball practices Mondays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, have, have the teams watch. Show them what a ball player looks Gosh, like. Gosh, I would. I would. Well, we can all watch together in Arizona. The live chats are great. We've been getting people to, that yeah, are watching love to be in them. as they premiere, and uh, it's it's really cool. Show the kids that story, Ellie Stroke. Maybe a baseball. Hey, your too. your stroke would play in coach pitch, bro. <laughs> really would. <laughs> they're about to they're about to see some ugly swings. Facetime from Peter Moylan. Should I feel I so up? bad. Yes, tell I feel so bad ask. about uh, telling all the college kids they're going to get blown up in pro ball, but just coming at you with too much bravado. Peter Moylan, you're live on talking baseball. That's good because I. I feel like that's a perfect opportunity for us to air some things out right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, big dog? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, I was calling today because I just don't like the, the, the mood of, of the current situation, the, all, the, all the news that's gone down today. I just feel feel terrible. I need you to pick me up. Okay. Are you, are oh. you owners or players? I forget. Uh, a bit of, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely players. <sighs> Damn. Jamie, I'm another one. You want to pick him up? No, you don't look to me. Look for Jake. He's the blind optimism guy. I'm the I'm the not that guy. Wow. Okay. They're gonna eight eight p.m. tonight. They're Wait, Moylan, say, Moylan, they, they I'll, extended the deadline. Moylan, I'll pick you hours. up. I'll pick you up real quick. Are you ready? Yeah. If they extend, if they don't play baseball in April, we're running back another blitzball tournament immediately no. and you'll be able to play you weren't able to and play look, last one so what are you rooting for now look i still want baseball honestly but i'm that's a good that's a good second place there you go now okay. you're not hurt this is why i call you guys yeah see, this is because of you. <laughs> now get in the room with the players and the owners and see if you can sort that shit out <sighs> give us jeter's on his way bro don't worry that's what, I thought. that's what i've heard a lot from you actually <laughs> that's uh trev trev says jeter should show up at the table today that's, that is the greatest move for me. Uh, I mean, so much respect. With a two in it. Um, all right, Big Daddy. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. That was quick, Jake. Good job. Way to be so funny. Respect to Jeter. <laughs> that was the first time I had anti-Yankee opinions was when they started uh, putting the two in respect. I was like, I, am, I, ple- I don't want to be associated with this mantra. <laughs> Like, please leave me <laughs> out of this. <laughs> like, I'd rather the, be a fan booing at Stanton than a Yankee fan wearing respect with a two in it. That's how, like, cringy I thought that was. Like, fucking, come on, guys. Grow up. I think it's good. Ugh. Respect, bro. I can't. I can't handle that. That's the easiest ammo ever to be, like, make funny Yankee fans. Respect yeah. with a two in it, grow. I'm gonna start tweeting that out get, regularly. Get out of here, dude. No, the easiest one is like the the 26 <laughs> championships or whatever Whoa, the number is. Trev. That's the easiest one. Yeah, when about. when you have the like fans that act, and there are Yankee fans that actually say that. I'm gonna tweet that. Out. Um, they they they're terrible. That that is more embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Then there are fans that like truly do say that like it, it doesn't stem from nowhere. It sucks. <laughs> you you labeled you guys both labeled the Yankees as or I think Jake did uh, fourth best team in the AL East. So that's good. Right now they got to make a lot of moves. They don't they, have they, a shortstop. They don't have a roster. They don't have a bench or a shortstop right now. <laughs> they got no players. What would be a good third hashtag? Respect with the two twenty seven rings. What else? I need one more. I feel like they come in threes. Earn your pinstripes is the other one that. Mm. Done. I like that one. Just means like mean anything. Earn your pinstripes. It just means like uh, the fan, the crowd embraces you now. Like the crowd will like you know you've won the crowd over like Maximus. That's basically what you can it lose your pinstripes too, though. Sure, for sure. Yeah, things get lost. Oh my gosh. Gosh. Okay, that's the go episode. cheats go. Let's go. Huge day for baseball. People forget he gave up gift baskets. Yeah. Respectful guy. Respect. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Just, go a, just a care kit, you know? <laughs> Hope you had a good time. Like that's, a, that's a move, man. Like, wow. Yeah. 
Especially when you, like I picture him like having a pile of them and they visibly see the pile oh, and yes. it just gets one well, out of the pile. But he also, he doesn't put them together. So like he has a gift basket person. Mm. Like, Come on. You like, don't think Cheats gets a little crafty, <laughs> throws a couple things think, in there? I think he's in a, I think he says, I'm going to need three of those this week. Mm. Mm. Haven't been Never there. Never know. Haven't been there. That's the app. We need you, Jeets. Show up to the meetings with some gift gift baskets. He should show up. Now you just can't leave. He should. He should shed his suit and then turn in the street. J Sox street clothes and cross the other side like Moonlight Grant. Just like completely new version of himself. His hair comes back. Full jersey. Full jersey. <laughs> oh, please, someone draw that graphic of him crossing over from suit to jersey. Oh, that's so good. No jersey, just the pinstripe pants, like that one photo. Shoot.